Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's 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 pause for a minute. Let's let's pause for a minute. Let's pause for a minute. I love the excitement. If you know me, I love excitement. But genuinely, is that your prayer? Is that your concern this morning? Because if you are just excited, then you have missed it. If those lyrics are your prayer that you want a new wine, God is ready to give it to you. I will tell you there's confirmation in the house. Hallelujah. Amen. But before we start, honor is given to whom it is due. I want to appreciate God Almighty, the King of Kings, the I am that I am, Jehovah Jireh, your provider, the living one of Israel. I don't know what you call him, but I call him Jehovah Almighty, El Shaddai, the one who makes me who I am. Because the scripture says it's not by power nor by might, but by the Spirit of the Lord. And I also want to appreciate God's servant in the house, the apostle over this assembly, for this privilege. Hallelujah. Uh, now, now you see me talk like this. Uh, there's there's, there's uh, a current uh, 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 pro, uh, not program trend on social media. They say where it started, how it is going. Hallelujah. I didn't start like this. And uh, when I speak now, some of you think I'm sophisticated. But most of the things I say, I learned from him. Without any iota of doubt. I don't say it with any reservation. I was his protocol officer at the previous church since 2014. And everything he does, I was looking closely. I never thought I was going to be a pastor ordained under him. But the God who knew things made the arrangement. So I want to thank God for your life, sir. I want to thank God for the privilege. It is an honor and I appreciate you. And I pray that the grace of God upon your life will continue and increase. In Jesus' mighty name. Psalm 107 verse 20 he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction you may be shocked I'm not talking about healing today but he said anytime the word comes there is healing and maybe you are where you are seated and you are looking expecting God this pain has been dead too much I've had this situation too much Paradventure, the, the doctors have given you a letter it's terminal disease we are terminating that terminal disease as the word comes in Jesus' mighty name. So we are just going to take the words of this as our lyric, as we worship God and invite the Holy Spirit into our midst. Hallelujah. Choir, please help me. You are the Lord that he led me. And say it 
convincingly because he's here to heal you as the world cometh. Hallelujah. Lord, my Lord, you are the Lord. Say it like you mean it. And look unto him. Don't look at me. Don't look at anyone. You are here for the Lord that he left. You are not here for any man. You are here to get your encounter. Look unto the Lord that gives. Hallelujah. Your faith according to your faith, so will it be done unto you. That's what Jesus said. My in prayer. Say, Father, honor your word again. Just pray that honor that word, Lord. In Psalms 107 verse 20, your word is coming. Heal me. Your word is coming. Deliver me from that oppression. Your word is coming. Let me have an encounter. Let me behold wondrous things in your word. In Jesus' mighty name. And for me, O oh Lord, I ask you to honor your word again in our midst. Use me as a vessel to deliver your word as you have meant it to be. And at the end of the day, let your name alone be glorified. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. Let's quickly start. You may please have your seat in his presence, except you want to stand. I love that. Hallelujah. I told you I'm very excitable. Little things excite me. So, hallelujah. So, if you want to start, I'm in. Hallelujah. Amen. So the foundation is God the Father will show himself strongly in our midst today as the word is coming. Jeremiah 1.12 Jeremiah 1.12 Look at what the scripture says. Then the Lord said to me, you have seen well, for I am watching over my So he watches over his word to what? To perform it. So he is here watching over the word that we are going to be preaching. Hallelujah. Zephaniah 3.17 the Lord thy God is where? In the midst of thee. So he is here. So act like you can see him. Your faith should be alive this morning to collect whatever you've come to collect from him. We talked about Esther on Friday night. She came out in a royal apparel to please but one man, the king. Have you come to please the king of kings? Hallelujah. Amen. Then God the Son, Jesus, hallelujah. Jesus will show up to confirm his word in your life with diverse miraculous signs. Matthew 28, 20, quickly. Teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, which is actually the word of God. Because we are not saying anything outside the word of God. And lo, I am with you. So when we are talking about the word of God, he said it's with us. So Jesus is here. Tell your neighbor. Tap your neighbor. Jesus is here. That is not convincing enough. Tell yourself, Jesus is here. And he's here for me. 
quickly, Mark 16, 20. And the disciples went everywhere and preached. And the Lord walked through them, confirming what they said by many miraculous signs. Uh, when I started, by the grace of God, uh, I, I don't like saying I, I preach. I'm not a preacher. That's what I always say. And you know that type of humility, sanctimonious humility from the altar sometimes. I'm not a preacher. Just no. He said when they preach the word, it would come. He didn't say when you are teaching it here. Did he say that? He said when they preach, hallelujah. So tell somebody I'm here to preach. Since then, when I had this understanding, I started preaching. Hallelujah. I don't do that humility again. Because it is what the word says that Jesus will back up. Hallelujah. If you come to do all that thing apart from preaching, he may not come. And if he doesn't come, you can't hold him responsible. Hallelujah. Then God, the Holy Spirit, will come upon you to heal, to deliver, and to empower you. Acts 10 for the four. Why Peter yet spake these words? The Holy Ghost fell on all them which heard the word. Why, Pastor Jude, yet speak this word of God? The Holy Ghost is going to fall on you today. Yeah. You didn't get it. I said we're excited with this morning. I said as we speak the word, the Holy Ghost is falling on you. Yeah. And what a day is anointing service. Hallelujah. And when there's anointing, the power of the Holy Ghost flows. Hallelujah. And but take note, he said, they which heard the word. So you might be here and not hear the word. That's not your portion in Jesus' name. So pay attention. Don't sleep. Don't be distracted. So the fact of every matter is confirmed by the testimony of three witnesses. Second Corinthians 13, 1. This is the third time I'm coming to you. In the mouth of two or three witnesses shall every word be established. We say God the Father is here. God the Son is here. God the Holy Spirit is here. That is three witnesses. Powerful witnesses that, can, that are immutable. You can't change their testimonies. Hallelujah. Ecclesiastes 4.12 A threefold cord is not easily broken. That is the God the Trinity. So, if you have any doubt before you came in, tell that doubt to go away. That doubt should dissolve now. Because you must go with what you have come to seek. In Jesus' mighty name. Our prophetic duration for October 2020 is, I am ready for new things. Tell your neighbor, I am ready for new things. Are you really ready for new things? Isaiah, Isaiah 43, 18 to 19. Let's read together as our custom is. Remember ye not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall ye not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Hallelujah. Our Father and the Lord opened up the month and this uh, prophetic direction with an explosive session last Sunday. Hallelujah. Let's put our hands together for Jesus. And he addressed a very pertinent part of it. He said, forget the past. Forget the past. Or you may pass away with the past. Tell your neighbor, forget the past. It seems some of you forgot the message already. Okay, praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So in line with our prophetic direction, we shall be looking at the topic, declutter. Make room for new things. Declutter. Make room for new things. Tell your neighbor, make room for new things. 
And our text is from Leviticus 26, 9 to 10. Let's read together. I will look favorably upon you, making you fatter and multiplying your people. That's your testimony in Jesus' name. And I will fulfill my covenant with you. That is your testimony in Jesus' name. Those are new things. That is what the Lord is going to do for you. In this moment that he said he will do a new thing. Then 10, you, you, you will have such a surplus of crops that you will need to clear out what? The old grain to make room for the new harvest. Now it, it's okay to see it that way. But if you think about it, there are some people who don't have enough. But God is saying that you, your old grains, your old harvest, you, you still have them. But you need to put them aside and accept the new one. That is another message for another day. But the focus today is make room for new things. Make room for new harvests. Make room for the new job. Make room for your baby. Make room for whatever you are desiring from God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. I said I'm preaching today. Before I used to just talk and teach. Today I'm preaching. Hallelujah. Amen. In life, there is tendency to become a order. Like you want to keep things. You want to accumulate things. Why? Because of fear. Most people are scared. Especially in this COVID-19 period. Some people went to the shops, grocery shops, and bought all the tissue papers. And I was asking my wife, what do they do with tissue paper? <laughs> because I know one thing they use tissue paper for. And I'm like, is that what we're, what we're going to do all through the COVID? If anything happens and the shops are closing, are we just going to be going to the toilet? <laughs> but she said, no, they use it for other things. But for me, I'm naive enough to know that it's only one thing. Amen. Amen. So people keep things, accumulate things. Just because they want to feel safe in those things. So much so that we don't have room enough for new things. I don't know about you. But I have some toys that we brought from the UK. And I'm talking about over six years ago. For my son. My wife is a witness. Some toys. Like even while I was preparing for this message, I saw them. And like these ones will go after Sunday. Because what are they doing in it? Ask me, what are they doing in that house? So, I don't know about you. Some of us are very holy. You don't keep things. And I'm just talking about my kid. I still have some clothes from Nigeria. And I'm talking of 12 years. What am I doing with, ask me, I need anointing. Thank God today's anointing service. 12 years. I still have those clothes. They don't size me again because you can see I have six packs. But what am I keeping them for? But ladies and gentlemen, that is the true situation of almost every human being. We keep things that we don't need for whatever reason. Some of us will say, oh, ah, this belongs to my great-great-grandmother. Ah, she died 70-something years ago. <laughs> but I just want to give it to relieve that memory. It's a lie. It's a lie of the devil. Because she will be in heaven by the grace of God. And looking then and say, what is she keeping this for? That's not your portion in Jesus' name. And secondly, a container that is full 
Let's say water. I didn't want to do that because of time. I would have brought water container, a full one and an empty one. The one that is full, you know, will not take anything new. Even if you pour, instead it will go out. But if it is empty, what happens? It's ready to be filled up. Hallelujah. The water may be fresh, may be sparkling, the one you want to fill it with. It may be very new. But as far as that old one is, it's going nowhere. Our Father and the Lord talked about the stale water, which is the things in the past. And I'm going to talk about even fresh water. You may get the water from, say, the tap, or even buy a bottle of water that is good. It is safe. It's not old. It's not stale. But until that is done with and the container is emptied, you can't get a fresher one. I don't know about you. When I go to get milk for my family in grocery shops, I look for the ones that are fresher. I don't look for the ones that will expire tomorrow. So even if I have fresh milk, I want the one that is fresher. That's what we're talking about. So when God says he wants to do something new, but you are still interested in keeping the old, you are too full for him to put the new thing. Oh, hallelujah. That is not our portion in Jesus' name. So we are looking at ways to make room for those new things. Because you can't just remain where you are. Because God has said, I want to do a new thing. But some of us, we are actually interested in keeping the old ones. We don't want to do away with the old ones. We are so, we have sentimental value with the old ones. We have this relationship with the old things, still things, and now we come to the now. We are just too full of ourselves. How would I put it? I'm an executive in that company. I, I have the company. But God is saying, you will lend to nations. You are just interested in being head of that company. A company that's hiring maybe 200 people max. Or let's even say 2,000. But God is saying you'll be lending to countries. But because you are too full of yourself, you are too full of what you have now, God cannot put the new. I hope I'm speaking to someone. Recently I heard a testimony. A man of God. Very, if I call his name, you will know him. He said, and thank God for my wife, she, she got me to be listening to, to that uh, t uh, TV channel that's based on the word of God. And the man of God said, there was a time he applied for credit card. Banks rejected it. He applied for mortgage. They said no. He applied for all financial. Other people who applied, they will get it. He doesn't know why. That was many years ago. Then he started decluttering. He started giving away. He started sowing. He started doing dangerous things. According to what he heard from one of our fathers in the faith, Kenneth Copeland. And lo and behold, as at the time I was listening to that message, he said he lends to bank. The same bank that didn't give him credit card. It's now lent. You think banks have all the money? Go and check. There are people who lend to your banks. That same bank that gave you mortgage. There are people, human beings who lend to them. And watch it. He said, it's not just lending them because bank would come, okay, I need your money. I'll give you 10%. He said he tests them the interest rate he wants them to take the money for. That is God. Tell your, tap your neighbor, that is God. And that is new thing. 
And that is what you are getting in Jesus' name. But if he didn't make room, if he didn't key in and listen to the word of God and started decluttering, he would have still, he, he would still be preaching the message. Praise God. But he may still be struggling. Maybe by now he would have gotten credit card and be praying for mortgage. And be doing some, maybe Friday night prayer will come, we'll raise it. That will not be your portion in Jesus' mighty name. So quickly, ways to make room for the new because of time. Number one, make room first for God. Tell someone, make room first for God. A songwriter wrote and I sing. He said, I'll make room for two. You and I, Jesus. You are all that matters. You are all that matters. Thank God for my voice. It has improved. <laughs> Choir, please help me. And if you want to join us, join us. Jesus. You are the matters. You are all the matters. Is that your testimony? That's a testimony. Rise up, let's sing for a minute. Rise up and just tell Jesus. That is all that matters to you. It's all that matters to your family. It's all that matters concerning the issues of your life. Lord, yeah, your people are making room for you. They are making room for you. They are saying it. Hear them as they say it, Lord. You are But that should be your song and your confession every day. As you wake up, you want to make room for him. Why? Let's quickly look at the scripture. Luke 5, 4 to 7. Luke 5, 4 to 7. Now when he had left speaking, he said unto Simon, Launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a drought. And Simon answered, answering said unto him, Master, we have toyed all the night. And that is the issue. They gave him an instruction. But he has excuse, just like you. You have your excuse. I've been, I've been fasting and praying over this thing. Seriously. No, bro, you don't understand. Six, you don't understand. I've been praying over this thing. When God says through his servant that he wants to do a new thing, God means he wants to do a new thing. 
do away with whatever you have done in the past because God wants to do a new thing. What is a new thing? Something that has never been seen before. Hallelujah. So that's what God is saying. No matter what you have done before, no matter your strategy, no matter your skills, no matter your prayers, he wants to do a new thing. But you must make room for him. He's the doer, he's the source of the new thing. So if he's not involved, you may not get the new thing. That is why first and foremost, make room for God. Tell your neighbor, make room for God. Let's continue. And I've taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. And when they had this done, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes and their net break. Say new thing. And they beckoned unto their partners, which were in the other ship, that they should come and help them. And they came and filled both the ships so that they began to sink. Now, the only thing Peter did here was to make room for God. He provided that boat for Jesus. That was all he did. Peter did not speak any grammar. Peter did not use any strategy. All he did simply was step aside, make room for God in the boat. Are you ready to give that boat to Jesus? Are you ready? No, no, this is a very pertinent question. If this is the only part of the message that you understood, praise God. Are you ready to give your boat to Jesus? Are you ready to make room for the King of Kings? Are you ready to make room for a wonderful God? Because when He comes, hallelujah, I come from the part of the country where if they want to describe anything, they magnify it so much. And uh, when I was growing up, I grew up near the hunting uh, farms, and there was a time they killed an elephant. And <laughs> praise God. And uh, stories went around the town. I didn't eat the elephant. The people who did said, oh, some part of it were tasting like uh, chicken. Some said some part of it tasted like goat. Some part of it tasted... So all animals, according to their own thinking, were part of an elephant. Why? Because they have never seen it before. Every animal, they said they tasted it in the elephant. But you and I, you know that's a lie. <laughs> they were just trying to explain how they felt because something new happened in the village and that was why most of us started saying uh, the God we serve is the God that swallowed what swallowed what swallowed the elephant just trying to magnify who he is some of you will know he said oh lori hey lori hey lori and when you call him to that level what happens he shows up like the one who swallows what swallows what swallows an elephant you, you, you have kept quiet enough you have kept quiet enough it's time to speak out about the awesomeness of this God and it's because you have not made room for him if you've made room for him you will know what to do hallelujah 1 Kings 17 10 to 16 I think I should begin to round up I know this is not the first part of it so he arose and went to Zarephath and when he came to the gate of the city, behold, the widow woman was there gathering of sticks. And he called to her and said, Fetch me, I pray thee, a little water in a vessel that I may drink. As if that was not enough. These are people in famine. He said, As she was going to fetch it, he called to her and said, 
bring me, I pray thee, a morsel of bread in thy hand. Is that not too much? And she said, as the Lord thy God liveth, I have not a cake, but an handful of meal in a barrel, and a little oil in a cruise. And behold, I am gathering two sticks, that I may go in and dress it for me and my son, that we may eat it and die. You will not die. But that is what most of us will do. With coronavirus, you still want me to give offering? You still want me to give tithe? With coronavirus, we don't even know what will happen tomorrow. You want me to, give, to help homeless people for what? You want me to send money to my parents for what? I don't even know how myself and my children will survive. But that's a lie of the devil. Let's continue. And Elisha said unto her, and I'm saying unto you, fear not. Go and do as thou hast said. But make me therefore a little cake first and bring it unto me. And after, make for thee and for thy son. Making room for God first. It has to be first. It has, when it comes to God, it has to be first. Please take note of this because you may make room for God later. It doesn't matter. It doesn't come to him. Praise God. And Elijah, let's continue. For thus saith the Lord God of Israel, the barrel of meal shall not waste, neither shall the cruise of oil fail. That is your testimony in Jesus' name. Until the day that the Lord sendeth rain upon the earth. So, if COVID-19 likes, it should stay for 200 years. What God is telling you, if you make room for him, the cruise of oil shall not fail. The barrel of me shall not waste until COVID decides to go and the depression ends in the economy. You will not lack. But make room for God first. That is what this scripture is all saying. And she went and did according to the saying of Elijah. And she and he and her house did eat many days. That will be your testimony in Jesus' name. And the barrel of meal wasted not. Neither did the cruise of oil fail. According to the word of who? The Lord. Which is speak by Elijah. That you must make room first for God. Amen. Matthew 6, 33. We all know that scripture. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things. What are these things? The new things. The things that you are looking for. They shall be added unto you. Then the one that is so interesting is Matthew 5, 6. Blessed are they which do hunger and test after righteousness, for they shall be filled. If you are not empty, you can't be filled. You are too full of yourself. Sorry, I'm not being insultive. I'm not being arrogant, but I'm telling you the truth. When we are too full of ourselves, nothing can come in. You know, like I, I gave example, I had a company some time ago, and I take the uh, team out, we go, for, we go to different places, and what, what do we do? We hang out to bond. And uh, when we do that, you hear different stories from different people. And what God, in this same economy, people that are working under you, but they are practicing the covenant, are being blessed. So the same thing, you see us in this church. The pastors, the ministers will practice what we preach. That is why no matter what happens, we still look good. No matter what happens, God will first bless us. Why? Because before we say it, we are doing it. I just told you that if I get home, I'm junking all the toys. <laughs> Why? Because I want to practice what I preach. Hallelujah. 
accept the Lord Jesus if you have not accepted him. That's the first way of making room for him. Serve the Lord and the interest of the kingdom. Especially when you are waiting. I see people. In fact, that's one thing that makes me irritated at times when I see people that have been in the church for so long and get to a point and they give up. No, don't give up. You, you wait. You are waiting on God. What do you do? Do what waiters do. Serve. What do waiters do in restaurants? They serve. I just told you when I used to take out my team for team nights, we look at the best waiters and we give them tips. The same way God looks at us in church. We say we are waiting on God. If we serve him well, those additional ones will come. That is the way it is even in, in the kingdom. But you say you are waiting for God and every little opportunity you are murmuring. That is, you are not waiting for God. You are waiting for the person you are murmuring to. You are waiting for the person you are complaining to. And I'm saying this with all sincerity and all integrity of the word of God. Once you start complaining, whatever you are complaining to has become your God. Because he said, all things work together for your good. So even if it doesn't look good, it will turn for your good. If it doesn't look nice, it must turn for your good. Even if someone dies, it will turn for your good. It doesn't matter. Because that is his word and he backs his word. But immediately you start complaining. Sometimes you may even be complaining to your pastor. It might even be me. But you have missed it. First and foremost, complain to God and serve Him diligently. Because in due season, you must get your reward. In due season, you will get your reward in Jesus' name. I said, God is always interested in filling us when we are empty. That is why He made Adam empty. Do you think God would not have said, Adam, Eve, all the animals come and name them Himself? With one word, like this, it would happen. Why? Because it's God. I just told you. Is the one who swallows, 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 who swallows the elephant, right? He can, you could just say, Adam, Eve, I call you forth. I have breath, I have everything. He doesn't need to fill Adam. But God is interested in filling the empty vessel. So you have to make way to be empty. That is why he made Adam empty with the dust and came in and breathed into him to fill him up. God wants to fill you up. But you are too full. Praise God. In 2 Kings 4, 1 to 7. We'll go to 7. 2 Kings 4, 7. Because of time. 2 Kings 4, 7. The seventh verse. The oil didn't flow until the vessels were empty. How do I know? We'll read from 7. 7, sir. So today we are being anointed. Until you empty yourself of everything. You may be anointed physically, but the impact of the oil will not flow. Because you need to be empty to receive the infilling of the anointing. Then she came and told the man of God, and he said, Go and sell the oil and pay thy debts, and leave thou and thy children. Let's go to six. Let's go to six. Let's go to six. Six. Yeah, that's what I was looking for. He said, And it came to pass when the vessels were full, that she said unto her son, Bring me yet a vessel. And he said unto her, there is not a vessel more. What that means is, there is no more empty vessel. And what did the oil do? The oil stayed. The same thing with the anointing. If the anointing is coming and you are too full of yourself. Thank God our pastor is a professional, so you can't say that. 
pastor has a CPA professional to the highest level. So you can't say, but some people say, this man anointing me doesn't even know what it takes to work in the professional sector. It's an illiterate. <laughs> Why the anointing is going on? You are too full of yourself. You don't have to be. Look, by the grace of God, I have a PhD. But I have done live because of the PhD. One thing I live with is the word. I make room for God. Because he said, whatsoever you do shall prosper. He didn't say if you have PhD to prosper. He didn't say if you are a nurse, it will prosper. He didn't say if you are an engineer, it will prosper. So you need to be empty as the anointing is coming to be full of God. Until that vessel was empty, the oil didn't flow. That will not be your testimony. You must empty out today to receive more in Jesus' mighty name. Make room for hope, faith, love, peace, diligence, and humility. Hope, Romans 8, 24 to 25. For we are saved by what? Hope. But hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man seeth, why doth he yet hope? But if we hope for what we see not, then do we with patience wait for it. I just talked about waiting on God. You must wait with hope. You must see the picture. Is that faith is the substance of things hoped for. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. But faith works with hope. If you don't have anything that you are hoping, that's why most of us, we don't give. If there's something that you're actually expecting from God, you will give dangerously. If there is sin unto God for, praise God. Some people in life, not in this church, praise God, <laughs> the only things they have in their life is things they got from their hand. The things they walked. That's why they tell lies, they do all things. They cut corners. If you're in that category, you have not started. You are not making room for God. Because it, it was not meant to be so. Even if you have to walk, God will give you exceedingly, abundantly, above what you are working for when you make room for him. And make room for faith. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Some people, they like to be, they are scared of every little thing. No, stop being afraid. Stop being scared. COVID, when it started, our Father and the Lord said, this also shall pass. COVID-19. Is it not passing already? That's the spirit you should have. The lion in you should come alive. The lioness in you should come alive. Because you belong to the one with the lion of the tribe of Judah. If you are not bold enough, everything that comes by, even flies. I tell my son, when he says, oh, bug, bug, I say, stop that. Oh, bug, why are you running from bug? He said, no, it has gems. I say, stop that. Not in this house. What are you saying? Run from fly? Not here. Thought my wife will say, oh, you are too hard on him. No. Because that is how he starts. Before you know, he goes out. Somebody say, hey, he runs. No. You are not supposed to run from anything. Even if the thing is holding you, you are saying, this also shall pass. I belong to the Lion of the tribe of Judah. The one who was, who is, and who is to come. He has given me victory ahead. All things work together for my good. Even though he slay me. You know? These are the emotional moments. If I look at my story. If I look at my story. I've gone through things. That people would go through and die. But in those moments, this is it. 
This is it. Because I made room for God. I've been in, look, you see me preach today. I have preached to toilet seats. Ministers will go to the toilet and they will stay in the toilet. They won't clean it. Not in this church. <laughs> Hallelujah. So that you don't start looking at our ministers in our former church. And they walk out. As an adult, not even, do you understand? Not a believer. You should, when you are done, you should check. But I, uh, I'm in the sanctuary unit. <laughs> and I'll go, once they leave, I'll go to clean during church service. And I will see this pool. I will see everything. What do I do? I don't get angry. I'm not serving anybody. I'm making room for only one. And I start speaking in tongues. My lacrebo shatters to say, as I clean this, my destiny is cleaned. As I clean this, my life is cleaned. No more poop in my life. Get it right. I didn't say I won't, I didn't say I won't go to the toilet to poop. <laughs> I said no more poop. So anything, it's a figurative expression. Anything that looks like poop in my destiny. As I was cleaning those, it was opportunity for me to go higher. But if I chose to complain, that is where it would have ended. As a barely 17-year-old kid, I got the opportunity to walk. I'm ending here, sir, because I know there's not enough time. I got the opportunity to work in a multinational oil company. Favor, favor. I went to interview with people who had degrees. I just left high school. I started early. And... Uh, <laughs> They gave us a set of questions. The questions were easy by the grace of God. And the only thing, because later when I got hired, the gas plant superintendent told me, said, the only thing that made you go through was question number 15. And what was question number 15? What is the capital of South Africa? No, don't start Googling. Don't go to your phone. I don't want you to do that. Yeah. And I wrote Johannesburg. That was not right. It's Pretoria. <laughs> it's Pretoria. That God, who have made room for? Johannesburg was the old one. As at the time we are doing this, the capital has moved to Pretoria. That God, who had already made room for? Made room for me. <laughs> the man said, how did you know that it's Johannesburg? And you spelled it right. We were both celebrating mediocrity. So when at times I get emotional, I know what God has done. I know what God has done. But if I end it there, it will be as if I'm, I'm, I'm trying to deceive you. It's not just because I was serving God. I was a titer at 17. My father was not a titer then. But I was a titer at 17. I was doing all covenant things at 17. Because I was curious. I'm like, if it's working for this man of God who says it's working... Let me do what he's doing. Let it work. The same way, look at the people that testify today. If you don't know them, you don't know them. They are all in different service units. The first one was head of ushering unit. You know her. But another one was head of uh, decoration unit. Another one was head of drama. They all started somewhere. They made room for God. Why would God not save them? If you like, remove all the break. Not just... Not, Remove everything that is called breaking the car. She will drive it and she will not die. You didn't get it. You didn't get it. Your mistakes. I just told you about my mistake. Your mistakes. God will turn it for your good.
So make room for new harvest so that you know what you do to get to that level. After making room for God, you make room for those things I mentioned. The one that is okay, sir, I don't want to go beyond this. Humility. Humility. Humility is key. Humility. Some of us, the things killing us is our pride. Pride of what we have now. But God is saying, I'm taking you to a higher level. There are new things coming. But you are just too full of yourself concerning things that are, if compared to where you are going to, they are nothing. They are nothing. So the thing you give, you do again to make room for new harvest is giving. 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 You cannot, that cannot be overemphasized when it comes to making room for new things. Quickly, Luke 6, 38, NLT version. Luke 6, 38. And we begin to round up by the grace of God. Time is not on our side. I just cut this short here. Let's read together. Give and you will receive. Your gift will return to you in full. Shaking together. To make what? Room for more. Running over and poured into your lap. The amount you give will determine the amount you get back. And who do you give to? First and foremost, give to God. Your source and the protector of the harvest. Give to your parents. Forget the culture. We are in Canada. There's a culture in Canada. No. The scripture says when you give to your parents, it will be well with you. Some of us, the only reason why it is not well with us is because we have refused to honor that part of the scripture. It's not, we are not so keen about you giving to, coming to pay tithe and offering. So that you don't think, I told you, our father and the Lord, our mother and the Lord, let me end it there. They pay their tithes, they give dangerously. So even if this church is closed, they were prospering before and they will still prosper. So it is not by your tithe or your offering. Your tithe and your offering is to increase you. That's what the scripture says. The same thing they wanted to practice is what they practice and it's working for them. So give to your parents. Honor that part. Give to your spouses and children. First Timothy 5, 8. Write that down for that. Deuteronomy 5, 16 for your parents. Write that down. Give to your children and your spouses. Give to your prophets, pastors and spiritual leaders. Galatians 6, 6 and Philippians 4, 17 to 19. Give to your fellow believers. This is very key. Give to create room for more. Ecclesiastes 11, 1 to 3. It says, cast that bread upon many water. After many days, what will happen? You shall find it. It will come back. There's nothing you give that will not come back. Praise God. Give to the needy and the weak. Give to those who have similar challenge. Give to those who have what you desire. For instance, you want to get married. They invite you for a wedding. You say you are not going. Who will come to your own? You don't even send gifts to people who are married that you know. How will... Excuse me. Do you understand what I'm saying? Go celebrate with people and they will celebrate with you. Praise God. Give to your neighbors. Give to strangers. And give to your enemies. Let's rise on our feet as we begin to appreciate God. Just thank God for understanding. Father, we give you all the glory for your word. Let it speak. Let your word cause a change and a revolution in every life in the name of Jesus. To you alone be all the praise. In Jesus' mighty name we 